Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Welcome to Prognosis. I'm Laura Carlson. It's day 168 since coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. Today's main story, an FDA official made a high-profile misstatement about the efficacy of a COVID treatment this weekend. Even after he backtracked, the episode has led many to wonder how independent the agency really is. But first, here's what happened in virus news today. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So, there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Italy has ruled out imposing a new nationwide lockdown despite an increase in coronavirus cases. Today, the country recorded its highest number of new cases in three and a half months. But the virus and associated lockdowns have sent Italy into its worst recession in living memory. Italy's health minister, Roberto Speranza, told Bloomberg News that the rise in contagion has been limited, with very low impact on hospitals. He also said the average age of people who've tested positive in the last week is 30, and most have mild symptoms, or none at all. Authorities in Berlin have banned demonstrations that were planned to protest COVID-related restrictions. Thousands of protesters have clashed with police in recent weeks. Many of them openly ignore hygiene and distancing rules. The city's interior minister said that the ban is meant not to limit freedom of assembly, but to protect citizens from infection. Separately, the German government is extending its coronavirus travel warning for countries outside Europe until September 14th. Finally, drug company Moderna presented early data that provides the first evidence that its COVID-19 vaccine stimulates the immune systems of older people. In a phase one trial, the vaccine produced, quote, consistently high levels of neutralizing antibodies in older adults, 
according to a statement. Antibody levels produced in people older than 55 were comparable to those seen in younger adults. The findings are important because those over the age of 55 often don't respond as well to vaccines as younger adults. And now for today's main story. This weekend, Stephen Hahn, the commissioner of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, attracted criticism when he substantially overstated the benefits of an experimental COVID-19 therapy. At a press conference with President Trump, Hahn said that a treatment using blood plasma from recovered patients could save 35 of every 100 people who would have died. Those high-profile remarks were incorrect, and they were repeated by others in the Trump administration. Late on Monday, Dr. Hahn clarified some of what the data on blood plasma actually show. But the episode has raised questions about how the agency will review a vaccine, as well as its overall scientific independence. Senior editor for healthcare Drew Armstrong spoke to Dr. Hahn about the agency's role in an increasingly politicized federal virus response. I talked to Drew about what his reporting has found. Earlier this week, FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn admitted to overstating the benefits of convalescent plasma in treating COVID-19. What exactly was incorrect about his remarks? The important thing to know is exactly what he said at the start. And what he said at this press conference with President Trump uh, over the weekend was that... So plasma is the liquid portion of the blood. Um, that liquid portion contains the natural immunity that someone develops in response to an infection, in this case, COVID-19. You can take that and infuse it into current patients, and hopefully it takes those infection-fighting antibodies and gives them to the new patient and helps them fight off the infection. So around the world, this has been used by physicians outside of clinical trials. It's always been thought of as a promising but unproven therapy for COVID-19. And they've been trying to find out, does it work? And if it works, how effective is it? So one of the things that Commissioner Hahn presented over the weekend at the press conference with President Trump was a comment that was really, really important about how good is this thing? And he said, if the data continue to pan out, 100 people who are sick with COVID-19, 35 would have been saved because of the administration of uh, plasma. That's a pretty dramatic result. That would be one of the most effective treatments we have for this disease. Unfortunately, it's not accurate, and it's not what the data show that FDA have. What the data actually show is that the effectiveness of the highest dose of this blood plasma is 35% more effective. It reduces mortality by 35% compared to the lowest dose. 
but we don't have the data to compare it to how it works against the standard of care, a placebo. And that's the gold standard of evidence that the FDA really looks at and that physicians and patients really want to know when they're assessing, does something actually work? And that's just something we don't know yet, but that Commissioner Hahn was really, really, really misleading in making that statement in the press conference with President Trump. In terms of how this might damage public perception and trust of the FDA, particularly during a pandemic, what are some of of the concerns there? I think there are really serious concerns because while these concepts of what we call relative risk versus absolute risk are kind of technical and maybe a lot of lay people don't necessarily think about this every day, it's unbelievably important. And it's incredibly just fundamental if you're a drug researcher or a medical researcher. And Steve Hahn over at the FDA, I mean, he's written 220 different academic papers. He has read thousands, I'm sure. He's been in cancer research for decades. I mean, this is pretty basic stuff if you're in the scientific world. And so it's a pretty big screw up. And that's the reason why it's damaging to the credibility of the FDA. You know, and it also comes at a point when the FDA was kind of up there during a political event, you know, the administration's um, was there with President Trump and his reelection really hinges on a successful response to this virus. And the FDA got dragged into that, overstated something that wasn't true in about as high a profile setting as you can imagine, and then had to walk it back. That is really, really not a great place for an agency that prides itself on rock solid science and credibility to be in. Americans, no matter what their political affiliation, have to be able to trust that they have good information about the medicine, therapy, medical devices they take. You do not want to be in a country where half the country doubts whether a drug works because of who's in office. And let's talk more broadly or generally about the FDA in terms of how it does actually function, specifically with regard to its independence from political affiliations or, or who is in office. Yeah, I think the FDA has always had a little bit of a benefit by being a public health agency and been perhaps less susceptible to some of the political pressures that have, we've seen placed on and uh, you know other parts of government, particularly during this administration. That said, I want to be clear, it's certainly not exempt. And it can get hauled in front of Congress, criticized by lawmakers. And so it is not immune, but one of the commissioner's real jobs is to protect the scientific and professional staff of the agency from that so that they can do their jobs. Uh, they are both a leader and a buffer uh, at the agency. And so turning to the context of the pandemic and the the concern that politics might actually enter into the FDA's reaction or treatments or even vaccines for COVID-19. I think the worry always is that you have a vaccine or a drug or a therapy that is approved or allowed uh, out under some kind of emergency program where the evidence to support it just isn't there, either because of a effectiveness problem or because of, a even more worryingly, a safety problem. One of the things that Commissioner Hahn said in our, our lengthy uh, interview this week was that he is aware of that pressure. <laughs> he said that it has been uh, uh, challenging 
he's he's aware that other people in the FDA are aware of, and that he sees one of his major jobs to reinforce to the folks at the agency that they need to ignore that and and do their job. He is also very cognizant of the unique situation that we're in um, with the pandemic, the sense that this is urgent and wants people to be able to move quickly, but to move quickly in the right way. What kinds of pressure can the Trump administration put on the FDA to, say, speed up the approval process for a COVID-19 vaccine? Well, they can put as much pressure on the FDA as the FDA allows them to um, to squeeze. It really is up to the FDA. You know, the it, it's a matter of, you know, does Commissioner Hahn want to keep his job? Can he take the heat? You know, there have been a number of reports out there of people in the White House being highly critical of the agency. Axios, I believe, uh, had a, a report that White House advisor Peter Navarro told some FDA officials that you're all deep state and you need to get on Trump time. Trump himself put out a tweet over the weekend that he had heard some members of the FDA were deep staters um, attempting to slow down work on a vaccine or a drug in order to impede his re-election. Um, Commissioner Hahn, um, he very definitively said, um, I'll, I'll quote from his interview, you know, he said, what I can tell you is that I feel very strongly that the 17,000 plus FDA employees are true professionals and none of them wants to delay getting medical products into the hands of Americans. And I'll emphasize, I mean, there is no evidence whatsoever um, that the FDA is slowing down work on this. I think Everybody in the country realizes that this is a public health crisis, and the sooner there is an effective vaccine um, and additional therapies uh, for this disease, the better. And certainly we know from the Trump administration that they have their eye on Election Day, and there is significant pressure there to have a vaccine either approved or even available by that point. And perhaps that has led to this question of pressures on the FDA and whether or not the FDA needs to be even more independent. I was wondering if you might be able to go into that of what can there be done to ensure this continued independence? I think a huge amount of the independence of any agency is going to be defined by its leader. You know, there are federal agencies and, and you know, parts of the federal government that have more independence. You know, the Federal Reserve is kind of a classic uh, example but it's really up to the commissioner is, is the reality and being able to be a strong leader who can stand up for the science while being cognizant of the real world uh, scenario that they're living in is probably at this point in time the most important thing. I asked Commissioner Hahn, you know, did he think that the FDA should be an independent agency instead of being a part of the Health and Human Services Department, um, you know, like the Federal Reserve? And, you know, he said he hadn't really thought about it, but that it was worth consideration um, for exactly the reasons we're discussing. But he really, he backed off on that um, quite a bit and said, he didn't really want to rush into giving an opinion about it. Uh, it. It appeared to be at least a little bit appealing in that moment. What are perhaps the dangers um, of this potential political pressure on speeding up getting a vaccine out before perhaps it's ready? When you're the head of an agency, the reality is that you don't have all that many options um, if an administration really does want to pressure you or overrule a decision that you make. There was a, a report by Reuters that Peter Marks, who is the leader of the group inside the FDA that reviews vaccines, 
the Reuters reported that he would resign if the agency rubber stamped something, uh, essentially, or if the administration forced the FDA to rubber stamp something. And I, I asked uh, Commissioner Hahn about that. And his response was, you know, and I'll quote here, he said, Peter did not say that to me, but it wouldn't surprise me that this is accurate. And I asked him the same question. What would he do if he was being asked to rubber stamp a vaccine? And I'll quote again from his answer. It wouldn't be okay for me. and I would not participate in any decision that was made on anything other than the science. So, you know, that is kind of the, the nuclear option for an FDA commissioner is to resign or publicly protest about a, a decision where you're either being overruled um, or forced to do something that you don't believe um, is correct. Hopefully we won't be in a situation like that. That was Drew Armstrong. And that's it for our show today. For coverage of the outbreak from 120 bureaus around the world, visit Bloomberg.com coronavirus. And if you like the show, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's the best way to help more listeners find our global reporting. The Prognosis Daily Edition is produced by Topher Forges, Jordan Gaspure, Magnus Henriksen, and me. Laura Carlson. Today's main story was reported by Drew Armstrong. Original music by Leo Sidrin. Our editors are Francesca Levy and Rick Schein. Francesca Levy is Bloomberg's head of podcasts. Thanks for listening. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.